0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie, pupper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie, puppy tonight. Whoa.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Wednesday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack: bland brand, no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast, right here on D Live. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again on this brand new floating time slot. (laughs) (laughs) See, here at the Daily Boogie, here at the Daily Boogie, we believe in keeping things interesting. That's why a major inconvenience to our audience will be spun as something that they really like. The new floating time slot. Where will the Daily Boogie Podcast begin? Nobody knows. Oh, and that's what's so fun about it. It's like a mystery. It's like an Easter egg hunt every time we're live, isn't it? It's a, exactly. It's a feature, not a bug.
2: <laughs> hey, we're
1: here though. We're here now though. So that's the main thing. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would endorse this level of unprofessionalism. But just say that you're a uh, sick and bitter, lonely old spinster with nothing to speak—no grandchildren to speak of, no money to give your—no mo- uh, children to give your money to. So if you've just got this money just piling up, gathering dust, <laughs> you'd like to be a supporter of the show. Iceman4433 with the diamond. Support the Iceman, by the way. DLive.TV slash Iceman4433. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hump Day Wednesday. It is Hump Day. I hope you get all the humps that your heart desires, which I am sure is the meaning of it. Uh, but like I said, if you have all of this pointless, worthless money just sitting around gathering dust and you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you could. Please, 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 pretty, please, please surprise, uh, surprise, Hang on. I need a sip of smart juice. Hang on. Ah,
0: that's the good stuff.
1: If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, then please, by all means, hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me how much you really enjoy the new floating time slot, <laughs> then you can do so. By following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. So much to get through as always, ladies and gentlemen, and so little time. Hope you had a lovely day, because I certainly did. I have got so I've got wonderful news for you tonight. Some very exciting news from down here in the land down under. Because I like I like to keep you abreast of what's happening. Exactly. Premier 17, thank you for joining us. Smart juice equals box wine. That <laughs> is it is the traditional uh smart it is the traditional invigorative sustenance of my people, and I'll thank you not to make fun of it. The floating time slot is keeping us on our toes, Marcus Flembraid. Yes. So, even more than that, I've got other stuff that's going to keep you on your toes tonight. So, I've got some wonderful news I'm going to touch on uh, from the land of Down Under, but also going to cover off a little bit of the US election news because it is getting bizarre beyond belief. (laughs) Couple of these videos I've got to show you. Holy shit. Uh, once upon a time, America was looked on by the rest of the world as like the beacon of liberty and justice and all of those wonderful things that patriots tell their kids to get them to go to sleep at night. And now, I know you've got you've got dottery senile old men. You've got celebrities just lie. The media is so corrupt. It's so incestuous and corrupt. It's face fucking itself into oblivion. I mean, it's just it's just a cavalcade it's a calamity a calamity of errors it's a calamity jane so i'm looking forward to getting into some of that but before we get too far down the road before we get even close to discussing any of that stuff let's open up with this because i thought this was absolutely wonderful this is very well done (laughs) uh somebody put together this little montage here If it works, because you know what Twitter video is like. Somebody put together this little montage of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris attacking Donald Trump's coronavirus response, but splicing in not comments from Donald Trump, but comments from Dr. Fauci, or as he's otherwise known on the progressive side of the aisle these days, Jesus. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy, says shenanigans. Great restaurant. Great restaurant shenanigans. So Dr. Anthony Fauci, formerly known as Dr. Anthony Fauci, now known as Jesus Christ, uh, the living God. He who shall not be questioned. We're going to rename Christmas Day Fauci Day. Of course, what's different on Fauci Day, you won't be able to be spending time with your family. (laughs) Fauci day, you have on Fauci Day, you have to sit alone in a closet somewhere with a blanket over your head. I think that's the that's the new ritual on Fauci Day, formerly known as Christmas Day. So somebody spliced in uh, Biden and Harris attacking Donald Trump for his coronavirus response, but then with Dr. Anthony Fauci clips, it's absolutely fantastic. So let's have a look. I know you're gonna love this.
3: We've been behind the curve from the very beginning. The very beginning. This is not a major threat. This is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. <laughs> and he came up with all these these cockamamie notions. Cockamamie. You know, this is going to go away. It's, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza.
1: <laughs> this is this is fucking dynamite. I love stuff like this because I'm sure I'm not alone here. I'm sure all of you have had, you know, similar conversations with your more progressive friends or even, not even progressive, take the the politics argument out of it. Just people who agree with lockdowns and say, you got to listen to Fauci, Fauci knows what he's talking about. And you can tell them till you're blue in the face that actually, you know, what, you you believe the guy who has backflipped on every single point that you're making over the course of this? You know, this is the guy that you're telling me I need to trust? the guy who said masks weren't important the guy who said don't panic the guy who said it's not that big of a deal the guy who said you know just you need to focus on influenza don't worry about the you, that's the guy that you're pinning this on? <laughs> Lou Frigno in the chat exactly a very astute observation you can tell them anything they will they will only believe the last thing they heard <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm just I'm so sick of this shit I don't know about you, but I've spoken about this concept before that those of us who are sane are on an island that is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It's being eroded by insanity. And every couple of days, we lose a couple more people like off the cliff face, which crumbles into the ocean of insanity. And, you know, we're huddling closer and closer together on this little island out here. And the sea level is just rising and rising and rising. And eventually the insanity is going to engulf us and drown us all. I'm, of that, I'm certain. But it, it's a hell of a view right now, isn't it? When you see this mass movement of people who are just Ring so easily led by get the your nose. cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Scott Vogler. When you see this this mass of people who are just so easily led by the nose from one talking point to the next... And even if you give them the clip, if you give them the printout, if you give them the evidence, you know, I don't want to get all Yuri Bezmanov, but he was right. You can give them the actual evidence right there in front of them and say, look, this is what the guy said last week, directly contradicting what you're saying he said today. And they will just choose to ignore it. And you know, at that point, like there's no debate, right? Thank, Thank you, you for, coming. for coming.
0: I'll see you in hell.
1: You can't have a debate at that point. You can't even debate policy. If the policy is, oh, we need to keep everybody locked inside their own home based on what this guy said yesterday, then you can say, well, he said the exact opposite a week ago. He may say the opposite again a week from now. Why are we exact- Why exactly are we burying our economy? based on, you know, the whims of this particular public servant. Now, shut up. Shut up, you science denier. That's what you'll get told. So there's no debate. There's no point. All you can do is, you know, put your feet up on the desk, light a cigar, stop and smell the roses before it all turns into a disgusting, you know, pile of shit at the end of this little journey. I'll I'll restart the video because it is really well done.
3: He's been behind the curve from the very beginning. The very beginning. This is not a major threat. This is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. (laughs) And he came up with all these these cockamamie notions that, you know, this is going to go away. Incidentally, Incidentally,
1: can we bring the word cockamamie back, please?
3: Please?
1: I don't have to listen to this cockamamie bullshit. It's one of my most favourite old-time words that we never use anymore. I absolutely love cockamamie.
3: Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza. He praised
2: the transparency of the Chinese government.
3: What's really a big difference with the Chinese this this time now, they look like they're being quite transparent. (laughs) Just
2: flip-flopping on social distancing and wearing masks.
3: People should not be walking around with masks. (laughs) This is so good. This is
1: absolute fucking dynamite. I'm going to put this in the chat so you can enjoy it. Uh, you know, I don't think that you should waste your time trying to convince people of things, but definitely enjoy it. <laughs> absolute fucking dynamite. <laughs> I don't think people should be wearing masks. I'll Twitter video. Not again. Oh God, I hate you, Twitter video carry on
2: social distancing and wearing masks
3: people should not be walking around with masks don't worry about the coronavirus he said
1: cabaret in the chat brings up a very good point the laid-back swagger of it all he's so confident isn't he (laughs) he's so confident you know people should not be walking around with masks (laughs) and remember back then they were saying that it's xenophobic it's racist don't be ridiculous. This is a fear campaign, right? Never let them forget. Utterly fantastic.
3: Mask. Don't worry about the coronavirus, he says. When the warm weather comes, things are going to get better. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. We are hoping, though it may not happen, that we will see that impact of warmer weather. What'd he tell us? <laughs> will go away in the warm weather. I think we might get a respite with the weather. <laughs>
1: Oh it's it's perfectly done. It's perfectly done. Because there's like no there's no little extra little things that are just kind of squeezed in there. You know, they didn't try too hard. Some people I think sometimes people when they make these little uh like compilation super cutty kind of videos, they try too hard to pack too much in. It's just a minute and eight seconds of comment. Retort, comment, retort, comment, retort, comment, retort, and then bang, we're done. Hello, the fucking... I haven't heard that alert for fucking God knows how long. I don't even know why it's working. I don't even know what it is. Apparently somebody followed us on something. (laughs) That's how long it's been since I've... That's how long it's been since I've had a follower on one of these other platforms. I don't even remember what the alert sounds like. But thank you for joining us, whoever you are, stranger in the night. Thank you for joining us absolutely perfectly done and you know what i love this video so much i'm going to play it's only a minute i'm going to play it through one more time just for the slow people in the audience oh old twitter video oh twitter video you are the bane of my existence come on now you're ruining my chi you've
3: been behind the curve from the very beginning the very beginning. This is not a major threat. This is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. And he came up with all these these cockamamie notions that you know this is going to go away. It's, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza.
2: He praised the transparency of the Chinese government.
3: Since What's really a big difference with the Chinese this this time now? They look like they're being quite transparent.
2: His flip-flopping on social distancing and wearing masks.
3: People should not be walking around with masks. Don't worry about the coronavirus, he says. When the warm weather comes, things are gonna get better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. We are hoping, though it may not happen, that we will see that impact of warmer weather. What'd he tell us? It will go away in the warm weather. I think we might get a respite with the weather. One thing I'm most concerned about, Whoopi, is misinformation. Listen to the scientist. Hey, I was wrong.
1: <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I was wrong. <laughs> well done. Well done to whoever put that video together. Um, I'll put the link in the chat in Live one more time for you just so you can enjoy that in your own time there you go uh, it's on my timeline if you can't get the link in the chat just go and check my timeline I retweeted it not long ago <coughs> utterly utterly brilliant and you know it's it's funny right It's make it makes me laugh because of the absurdity of it all oh look at me I'm rambling again Hello.
4: Victor here boogie. The Germans are such a fan of you. They boogie the sex dolls on stage.
1: <laughs> Do they? <laughs> okay. Now, see, my events aren't loading here. Streamlabs is being a real... It's being a real... Um. I don't want to say anything too dramatic. It's being a real filthy cunt. Um, let me look up Streamlabs here. Because I'm sure Victor sent some media or something, and it's not showing up in my little pop-up. Of course not. Uh, They are such a fan of you. They boogie the sex dolls on stage. I'm gonna play it because Victor always sends good stuff. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows where this will end up? God, Victor, what have you done? What are you doing to us, mate? Boogie Bam! (laughs) <laughs> boogie, bam,
4: dance
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the Daily Boogie Dancers <laughs> I
4: like this Boogie, boogie,
1: bam, bam, up. Come last, boogie, boogie, bam bam, bam, bam Stella in the chat on YouTube just writes, gotta go. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> thank you for that, Victor. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't blame you, Stella. Absolutely sensational. Um, so back thank you very much. Um so back to the price of fish, the Dr. Anthony Fauci stuff. So you can clearly see that, you know. What we, what, it, it, this is what we said would happen on this show. And, you know, I, I know I say that a lot, but it's, I kind of need to point it out just for the sake of my own sanity. Like, no, no, we actually did say that. <laughs> that these people would make a whole bunch of demands. And then after getting exactly what they want from the people that they were demanding these things from. They would then turn around and blame the person who gave them what they wanted for the outcomes of the things that they demanded. Right? So they demanded that the economies get shut down and they now blame the guy who shut down the economies for the fact that the economy is suffering, right? They wanted people to be locked out of their jobs and they now blame the person who gave them what they wanted for people losing their jobs. It is insane. To any sane, rational person with two brain cells to rub together, this is obvious. The flip-flopping is obvious. The cause and effect is obvious. And who is responsible for it is obvious. And this is why I say we're on an island, an increasingly shrinking island of sanity. Because the majority of people will... They believe it because most people are stupid. (laughs) Most people are dumb, dense, self-obsessed, ignorant, not paying attention to anything and just believing what they want to believe or believing the last thing they hear. Outsourcing their own ability to reason. The memories of goldfish... Being herded like sheep. If we could put the brain of a goldfish in a sheep, that would describe the modern voter. You know, being led around by a shepherd with a memory that only spans the last seven seconds. That's basically us at this point. So that video is utterly fantastic. But let's carry on here, because like I said, I've got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, prepare your applause gloves. Put on your applause gloves. Get ready to cheer. Get ready to say congratulations, Boogie. Congratulations, Australia, because I've got some fantastic news for you. Ladies and gentlemen, over the last two days, we have recorded... uh, 2 Let's do it this way. Two days ago, ladies and gentlemen, in my state of New South Wales, we recorded zero cases of coronavirus. (laughs) Woo! How good is that? Zero. We actually got down to zero. In a state of over 7 million people. The city I live in is a city of over 5 million people. We got down all the way down to zero. We won. We won. We defeated it. We beat coronavirus. How fucking good is this? Zero, baby. Zero. Now, yesterday... Yesterday, we did have two cases of coronavirus. Just two. Just two? (laughs) Yes, sir. Just two. 2,000 cases of coronavirus. No, sir. Just two. Okay, 200 cases. No, just two. Just two? Yes, just two cases of coronavirus yesterday. So in the last 48 hours, we're talking about Two cases of coronavirus in a, in, a, in a state of over 7 million people. Congratulations. It's all over. It's all done. We beat it. It's done. It's finished, right? I mean, this obviously means now that since we have got things back to normal, that the government will be racing out to inform us that, hey, normal life resumes, right? Remember, remember when they said if we can just get down the cases of community transmission, then we can all go back to normal. Life can return to the way it's supposed to be. Remember that? Well, great, great. Finally, we're here. So let's let's check the local news. I'm looking for the announcement, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking for the announcement from my local government that, hey, all of the restrictions are gone. Everything's back to normal because we have defeated coronavirus. I've, I've been waiting for this for nine months. Let's go.
5: Bigger group bookings and bigger weddings. They're among a number of restrictions that are being rolled back. What? The announcement made as New South Wales recorded zero cases of community transmission. Let's bring in chief report.
1: What? What do you? Hang on. What? Why are restrictions being rolled back? Why aren't they being, you know, abolished? because I, I noticed, hang on, I need to listen to this again. Surely she said, surely the newsreader said, because there have been zero cases of coronavirus, now uh there are no restrictions on weddings, right? There are no restrictions on funerals. That's what I I thought I heard that. Was I wrong?
5: Bigger group bookings and bigger weddings. They're among a number of restrictions.
1: Oh, oh bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger group bookings. Yay! <laughs> this, this is so good. Thank you for giving me a tiny little bit of my freedom back. And again, another thing that we said on this fucking program. They will take your freedom away and then they will slowly dole it back out to you. They're going to just give you little pieces of your freedom back slowly over time, but they're going to use it like a trapdoor. So if you go out and enjoy this newfound freedom in the new normal, which you had before the coronavirus, mind you, if you enjoy this freedom too much, then they will whisk it away from you at the drop of a hat. Like an executioner in the 1800s pulling on a rope for the floor to fall out from you so you can be hung in the town square. Wait. So you, I thought it was all about flattening the curve. You said two weeks, flatten the curve, then we can all go back to normal. That was nine months ago. Now, surely you can't get the curve any flatter than fucking zero. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Congratulations, Australia. Thank you for keeping me safe. Congratulations, you've got the coronavirus spread down to zero. As a result, you're allowed to have 10 extra people at your wedding.
6: <laughs>
1: Believe it or not.
5: Instead of being rolled back. The announcement made as New South Wales recorded zero cases of community transmission. So Let's bring in Chief it. Reporter Chris Rees and Chris, a positive result for our state.
7: Yeah, good afternoon. Um, well, this uh, New South Wales government decision to ease those restrictions comes after more encouraging news on the COVID numbers today. With no.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> encouraging?
7: If you're listening to the
1: podcast, you can't see. They have in big letters on the screen local cases zero. And then underneath that, it says cap on group bookings increased to 30. Literally zero, literally zero cases. Congratulations, Australia. You can now have 30 people in one place at one time. Oh, thank you, Mr. Government. Thank you so much. To what do we owe this fucking generosity? (laughs) Exactly, Premier in the chat. Take your shit and make you thank them for giving it back 100%. Yeah, from December one, mind you, not today. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait a couple of weeks before you get this little bit of freedom back so you can be in a room with 29 other assholes because we've got zero cases. Congratulations, Australia.
7: No new cases recorded across the state of New South Wales. We've had just four new cases and all of those in uh, hotel quarantine.
1: So we've had four cases in quarantine. So thank you so much, New South Wales, for not spreading any coronaviruses. We have zero cases in the community. We have four cases of people in quarantine. Therefore, in about 40-something days, we'll let you have 30 people in one room at a time. You know, you know what I most love about the government, it's not that they protect me. It's not that they keep me safe. It's not that they keep me informed and trusting the scientists. It's that they're so generous with us. You know, they're just so generous. They're so giving. I love when they give us a little bit of our freedom back because it makes me know, it makes me feel reassured that they really care about me and my people. They really do love us, don't they? They really do love us. And it's always at this point that some idiot walks in and says something like, oh, what, do you think they want to do this? Do you think that they want to have this kind of control over people? To which I always reply, yes. Yes. Yes, of course they do. They live for this. Politicians lay in bed awake in not, at night for decades, dreaming of the day that they will be able to give press conferences and have everybody hanging on their every fucking word. And they will be treated like, you know, some kind of exalted leader. With everybody fawning over them and telling them, please, we love you. Can't you protect us? Can you keep us safe? Thank you so much for giving us this freedom. We love you. They live for this. Of course they want it. Because if they didn't want it, here's the thing, they wouldn't even do it. How about that? They wouldn't even have to fucking do it. (laughs) Of course they want this. What? Do you... Do you think that politicians like getting up there, having everybody listen to everything they say and being thanked for doing nothing? Of course they do.
7: Don't be an idiot. But these new measures will be universally welcomed statewide. Firstly, outdoor gatherings will lift from 20 to 30 people for barbecues, parties.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. And this is a word to the wise for my American brothers and sisters who are against opening up the economies until things get better. You keep telling yourself, right? If you're one of these people that says open, if you're one if you're one of these people who genuinely believes that when you get the coronavirus numbers down, you'll be you'll be just going straight back to normal. If only we can just follow the rules, then we'll get everything back. I've got news for you. You won't. If you want a test case, look no further than my country. Where we have literally got the number to zero. You cannot get any less than zero. And still, what do you get as a result of getting the community transmissions to zero? You get 10 extra people at a barbecue. And by the way, and you're supposed to throw yourself at their feet and kiss their shoes. And thank the good Lord in heaven for, for, for that privilege. Winning TV with the diamond. Follow Winning TV, by the way. Phil D'Angelo. Uh, the government giveth and taketh away. Yay, safety. Thank you for keeping me safe.
7: Christmas festivities and the like. Secondly, group bookings at restaurants have lifted to 30 as well, up from 10. It also means 30 can sit per table if wanted. And also great news for weddings. The total number's now to be lifted to 300 people. That again will be uh, broadly welcomed by uh, that industry. All of those dependent though, of course, on COVID safe protocols being applied at all times. Now, the issue though of the Trans-Tasman bubble and New Zealand travellers.
1: All of those, all of those new freedoms. Congratulations for following the rules. You get a few of your freedoms back. All of those are only, only existent if you follow all of the other COVID safety guidelines, such as you can't spe- you, you know you can't sit more than 1.5 meters away from uh, too close to somebody. It's gonna have to be a big fucking table to have 30 people sitting there with 1.5 meters apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Square, square metre measurements at weddings. Smogging in the chat. How romantic. It was our special day. <laughs> it was our special day. When we got the photos taken, we missed half of the family who couldn't fit in the shot. It was so wonderful. Because they, be, they had to stand 1.5 metres away from each other in front of the photographer. Pure insanity ladies and gentlemen Uh, let's go go to this one first and then I'll show you how ridiculous it is getting so we've got the zero we've got zero community spread we still have coronavirus restrictions believe it or not they told us that it was all going to go back to normal I guess the government lied (laughs) what are the odds of that happening huh I didn't I didn't think the government ever lied in fact, they're not even lying now. They're prote- it's called protecting us, you selfish individual. It's called protecting us, you silly, silly man. Stop spreading your conspiracy theories. The government didn't lie. Didn't you hear them? We're allowed to have 10 more people at a barbecue now. They love us and they love our freedoms. So I guess this means now that we're down to zero, we're getting a little bit of our freedoms back. We're on the right path. We're tracking back as, as we should be. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to check in with the medical health experts. Let's see what they have to say.
5: Well, New South Wales has reached a critical point in controlling the virus, critical. according critical. to health authorities, uh-huh. as the state records just two cases of locally... Tra- just
0: two?
1: So we had zero cases two days ago. And we had two cases yesterday. Again, in a state of over 7 million people, two cases is nothing. Literally nothing. Nothing. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. What about dad's funerals and Indian food? Don't, don't worry, we'll get to, we'll get to funerals because I've got funerals for you up the wazoo. Uh, it's not going to be funny. You're not going to like the funeral story that I have for you. It's quite tragic and enraging, but we'll get to that. Don't worry about it. So now that we've got two cases in a state of over 7 million people, which is statistically irrelevant, it's essentially the same as zero. Um, this is now a critical moment. <laughs> it's critical. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, Critical? Okay, critical. Critical in the sense that we should all be getting our lives back now? Is that what you mean? No, no, of course not.
5: Transmitted coronavirus. Dr Jeremy McEnolty from New South Wales Health joins okay. us now. Doctor, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, we thanks, just heard...
1: Thank you for your time, Doctor. I know your time is so very important. I know your time. Your, your time is so valuable. F- thank you for gracing us with your presence, sir, your highness. Children, children, shut up now. The doctor is about to speak. Everybody, tools down. Can I have your attention, please? Since we now can have three hundred people at the wedding, can we can we do one of these, please? Everybody, can I get your attention, please? Your, your leaders, your rulers, wish to address you, citizens.
5: From the boss of Hillsong there, 300 and an indoor wedding from Friday, but no changes for church. Why not ah. if they have the space?
1: Ah, okay. So you can have 300 people at a wedding now, 30 people at a barbecue, but nobody at church. <laughs> Coffee Talk with Sandra with a dime at dlife.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. I need all these clips spread everywhere. Um, every clip I have, because sometimes people get in touch and they're like, oh, can I get that clip? Can I get that clip? If you go to the Podbean website, which is linked in my Twitter bio, that's where I post like the raw audio of every single episode. Every single episode that I post, I put everything that I refer to in that episode. So every link, every video, every sound clip, whatever, I link it in the description underneath each episode. So if you ever want like something that we've, talked about on the show or whatever just go to the podbean website look for the episode you're looking for and then go underneath you'll see all the links posted under the description for each and every
8: episode well these are very difficult decisions to make and we've very got to make difficult sure. very difficult coffee talk with
1: sandra with the diamond boogie words i don't know what that means are you referring to this boogie bam bam dance why not Coffee Talk with Sandra. Three diamonds in a row. Thank you very much. You must be a generous, one of these generous spinsters I referred to in the intro. Thank you for joining us. Your words, they are perfect. Well, thank
4: you. boys and girls.
1: Gee, I, I almost wish we hadn't already decided on an anthem for Boogie Stand because that could be a contender for the anthem of Boogie Stand. But let's carry on here with uh, our great leader, our one of our thought leaders, one of our rulers, ladies and gentlemen, telling us about why you can now have 30 people at a barbecue but not church. Jesus hates coronavirus, apparently. Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the diamond. Vanda just steals a Diamond Gypsy. She says they're probably traps. Well, I certainly hope so.
8: Well, uh, these are very difficult decisions to make. and we were, We've got to make sure we've got the, the balances right. Uh-huh. Um, weddings you have to plan for and book ahead. Uh, but the government is looking very closely each day at the settings to make sure we've got people safe. So our main priority, of course, is always to keep uh, COVID at bay and people as safe as we can.
1: Now, listen to this, because I've noticed this happening a lot lately. People are playing this game of pass the responsibility parcel. We've pointed at politicians doing it, right? So the politicians will come out and they'll make an announcement. Okay, here's the announcement. We're entering stage four lockdowns, talking about it like it's fucking cancer in the first place. That's why they use these terms like stage four to tell you how deadly it is surreptitiously. We're entering stage four lockdowns and... uh, Nobody's allowed outside, otherwise you will be dragged to the ground and arrested and hauled off to prison. And when you ask the politicians, uh, excuse me, sir, do you think that that's fair? Like, do you think that it's right to arrest people who have broken no law? Uh, Look at all of these people who have been arrested. What are your comments on these people who are receiving fines for doing nothing wrong? The politicians will then turn around to you and say, well, it's not me. That's the health guidelines. You know, they'll literally say, it's out of my hands, it's not my problem, that's what the health guidelines say. No, 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 but you're the one making the fucking rules, sir. It is your problem. (laughs) You're the one who's put this into practice. The health guidelines are not some, you know, all-conquering tome of wisdom which we must abide by. You can, of course not enforce these ridiculous rules. You can, of course, not put these rules into practice, but they pretend like it's not their problem. So I, I am seeing a lot of this. Now, look at this guy. Have a listen very carefully to what this guy says in regards to the church. And, you know, I'm not a big rap on Hillsong Church. For My personal thing is I'm not a big fan of Hillsong, but that's fine. But if I'm not a fan of them or not, they have a point here. Why is it 300 people can go to a wedding and 30 people can go to a barbecue, but we can't have the people that we want in a church service, right? Very basic question. Have a listen to the way this guy answers it, okay?
8: Well, uh, these are very difficult decisions to make, and we've got to make sure we've got the the balances right, Um, weddings you have to plan for and book ahead. Uh, But the government is looking very closely each day at the settings to make sure we've got people safe. So our main priority, of course, is always to keep uh, COVID at bay and people as safe as we can.
1: Okay. Now, did you hear in the response there? It's very slight, but just pick up on the... He's not saying the government as if he's removed from it. He's saying we... You know, we here in the government are working through these decisions. It's our priority to make sure that we keep everybody safe, okay? He's speaking of the government in terms of the collective, like he's part of it. We are doing it, our responsibility, we here at the government. So then, the, then comes the follow-up question, okay? And then listen to how his tone changes.
5: So can we um, expect a change or a decision on churches in the next few days?
8: Well, these are decisions for the government, so in (laughs) hell...
1: Do you see what I mean here? About outsourcing responsibility? So we here at the government, we're working through these issues. Uh, Our our primary focus is to keep you safe. We here at the government care, blah, 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 blah. Uh, sir, what about the outrage? Well, that's a decision for the government. <laughs> but I thought you said you were part of the government. Well, I'm not part of the government, but definitely we here at the government. Unfucking believable. From from one sentence to the next, the story changes. Like, we played that clip at the start of the show of Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, uh, maybe a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, saying the exact opposite of what he says now. D- never mind months. How about seconds? The story changed five seconds later. As soon as there was a little bit of pushback, as soon as somebody asks for a little bit more explanation or as soon as somebody tries to get an answer, all of a sudden, oh, hey, it's not my problem. It's got nothing to do with me.
8: Have a listen. Health, what my job is and my part of health is really to...
1: Oh, I work in the health department.
8: What my job is, I'm not part of the government. Um, keep the um, the pandemic at bay by making sure we're finding cases as quickly as we can Unbelievable. and making sure we're doing the contact tracing around those cases.
5: Okay, so these two <laughs> new cases yesterday, they are linked to clusters in Liverpool and um, Oran Park. Here we
8: go.
5: So why are you so worried that the state is once again at a critical point?
8: Well, as we know, this virus is, is what we call a stealth virus. It, it... It's a stealth virus now. Do me a favor.
1: Honest answers only, okay? Press one in the chat because he said this is this virus is what is known as a stealth virus. This is what we call a stealth virus. Press one in the chat if it at any time over the last nine months you have heard the term stealth virus before. Press two in the chat if you haven't. I want to know how many people know of this terminology, stealth virus, because that's the first time I've heard that and he's acting like oh no it's commonly known as a stealth virus this is what we refer to it as really since when when did that start happening stealth virus i'm i'm seeing wall to wall twos if you're listening to the podcast everybody in the chat's like two haven't heard that one but haven't heard that one yet haven't heard stealth virus before do you get the feeling that they're setting up the next talking point. Do you get the feeling that they're setting up... <laughs> Rainbow Six, COVID ops. <laughs> so do you, do you get the feeling that they're setting up like the next move? Because we're down to zero cases. Two cases. We've still got restrictions. Something isn't adding up here. We were told it's about flattening the curve. Now we Now we get to zero and it's not fucking good enough. Now it's a stealth virus. Have a listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. First, he's he's representing the government, but he's not part of the government. Or he is part of the government and he's not representing the government. He's representing health. He doesn't know who he's representing. And now we're talking about a stealth virus. Have a listen to
5: this. The state is once again at a critical point.
8: Well, as we know, this virus is is what we call a stealth virus. It, it um, can bubble along beneath the surface without uh-huh. presenting clear symptoms. So people yeah. might have just really mild symptoms like a cold and not come forward for testing, okay. or even no symptoms sometimes. So um, sometimes see how he see how he slipped in there.
1: People can have a cold and not come forward for testing. Oh dear! Oh dear! Look at the next talking point just presenting itself over the horizon, huh? The stealth virus. People aren't coming forward, getting tested. Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. She says bullshit virus. Oh, come on now. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) So we've had zero community transmissions. It's a stealth virus. People aren't coming forward and getting tested. Where do you think this is going to lead? Because we've still got the restrictions, right? We've still got lockdowns. You can still be fined or arrested for breaking lockdown restrictions, even though we're at zero. Where is this headed?
8: Sometimes we, if people aren't really, really vigilant um, uh-huh. and don't think, ah, oh, this could be COVID unless it's, you know, I've got to prove this is COVID unless it's, um, not right. assume it's a cold. It's very easy um, to follow. We'll miss cases. So that- We'll miss cases.
1: Wait a minute. If you're not following along, let me break it down for you. They're saying that this is a critical moment in the coronavirus lockdown saga, right? Because we've only had two recorded cases in a state of over 7 million people, right? It's critical because of all of the cases we're not getting now. I shit you not. I shit you not, the justification for the continued lockdown now is going to be all of the people that we aren't getting. Because the numbers should be higher. But the numbers should be higher than two. This This will be the talking point. Prepare yourself for this. Mentally prepare for this. Because it will be maddening when it happens to you. It will be enraging that for months and months and months, people have been saying, look at the high numbers, look at the high numbers, look at the high numbers. And then when the numbers actually get down to zero even, they'll say, no, 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 no. The reason we need to keep doing these restrictions is because the number is zero. They'll say the number is zero because there's a whole bunch of people out there who have it that we aren't getting. So we need tighter restrictions because of all the numbers we don't have. Mentally prepare yourself for it because if you don't prepare yourself for it, you may go insane when that happens. Have a listen to this setup one more time.
8: is what we call a stealth virus. It, it um, can bubble along beneath the surface without presenting clear symptoms. So people might have just really mild symptoms like a cold and not come forward for testing or even no symptoms sometimes. So. Um, Sometimes we, if people aren't really, really vigilant um, and don't think, ah, this could be COVID, unless it's, you know, I've got to prove this is COVID, unless it's, um, not assume it's a cold, um, we'll miss cases. So that's why it's just so important that we um, all take any even mild symptoms, such as a cold, um, very seriously. On the day you get the symptoms, don't wait. See if it goes Uh away. On the day you get the symptoms, go along to one of the many COVID clinics, get a test, rule out COVID, and and everyone will be safer. Do you
5: need to be careful how often you use that terminology, though? Critical point? Because you will potentially get to, to a stage where people stop listening to that message.
1: For once, a very astute question from the corporate press. Doctor, have you ever heard of an old folklore called The Boy Who Cried Wolf? Ever heard of that one? Have a listen to this response. This will, this will blow your hair back. This will tickle your pickle.
8: Yeah, and I think that's a real danger here is complacency for all of us. Complacency. Um, you know, when we had that run of, of several days without any local uh, cases. And I think some people might have felt that, you know, we're out of the, the danger zone, but we'll... We'll probably never be out of the danger zone.
1: Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. That's it. Show's over. We're done. Just let that settle in. (laughs) You heard correctly. a run of days without cases is complacency now right the real danger about this virus isn't that this is the future this is the next stage of this lockdown saga this is the next set of talking points again prepare yourself mentally for when it happens to you we're ahead of the curve here it will it will they will say the same shit to you trust me When you get low numbers, they'll say that this is a problem because of all of the people that we aren't testing, that we aren't getting. There's people out there. <clears throat> they'll say, when you start getting the numbers down, they'll say it's a stealth virus. That's what we've, all, we've always referred to it as a stealth virus. This is what we call it, a stealth virus. And it's critical because of all the people that we aren't getting. That's why the numbers are low. So we need to be vigilant. And after a few days of having zero cases or one case or practically no cases, oh, now's not the time to get complacent. We'll never get back to normal. You know, after a few days of having no cases, people think we're out of the woods and they should get their freedom back. Those people are whacked out conspiracy theorists. We'll never be out of the woods. Never. Never sorry we'll never be out of the woods until
8: until we have a really effective um, vaccine
1: one more time ladies and gentlemen one more time
5: do you need to be careful how often you use that terminology though critical point because you will potentially get to to a stage where people stop listening to that message
8: yeah, and I think that's a real danger here is complacency for all of us. Complacency. Um, you know, when we had that run of, of several days without any local uh, cases. And I think some people might have felt that, you know, we're out of the, the danger zone, but we'll, we'll probably never be out of the danger zone until we have a really...
1: And he's, and he's laughing while he's saying it. He's laughing while he's saying, we'll probably never be out of the danger zone until we get a vaccine.
8: I'd have felt that, you know, we're out of the, the danger zone, but we'll we'll probably never be out of the danger zone until we have a really effective um, vaccine.
1: The, and, you know, it's, I know you guys get this, but so many people don't. The problem with this, well, we won't be out of the danger zone until we get the vaccine is... That's also bullshit. You know why? Because the very same people in the next sentence will tell you that the vaccine is not a cure. Right? The same people say, don't rely on a vaccine. You need to keep doing lockdowns. You keep need to wear your masks. You need to social distance. The vaccine is not going to fix everything. And then in the very next sentence, with a forked tongue, they'll say the only way out of this is with a vaccine. But don't rely on a vaccine. Hey, look at that. We're down to zero cases. Hey, don't get complacent. We'll never be out of the danger zone. Unbelievable. Winning TV with a diamond. These nerds have the power and will never let it go. Follow Winning TV, by the way. DLive.TV slash Winning TV. So, let's rewind the clock. Nine months ago, you were told two weeks to flatten the curve. That was nine months ago. Nine months later, we're still in it. We have flattened the curve so much that we have literally got the local cases down to zero, not just once, but for days and days and days. The result of this, the government gives you a little bit of your freedom back. Now, instead of having 20 people allowed at a barbecue, you can now have 30. Thank you so much, Mr. Government. Thank you for giving me some of my freedoms back. Thank you for keeping me safe. And when asked about this... Hey, does the church have an argument here? Is the church right to be outraged here that they're not allowed to have normal church services even though the number is zero? The guy who is representing the government but then says that he's not representing the government says, well, we here at the government, we care about you and we're, we're, we're trying to protect you, but I'm not from the government. That's a decision for the government. I work for the health department. He then refers to the virus as a stealth virus and says, you know, this is what we call it, a stealth virus. As though that's always been the case. I put the snap poll in the chat. Nobody has ever heard the term stealth virus yet. First time today. Acting like it's always been known as a stealth virus. So it's a stealth virus. And what's concerning about a stealth virus is not, that not necessarily, you know, the concerning thing isn't the number of cases we have. The concerning thing is the number of cases we don't have. Because it's a stealth virus. So we can never really know. So we can't get complacent. Everybody needs to get tested because the number is zero. All that proves to us is all of the people who have it out there that we aren't testing, believe it or not. And then when asked, well, hey, you know, do you think that you should be using language like critical point over and over and over again? Because don't you think that'll make some people stop paying attention? He says, yeah, you've got a good point there. Even after days and days, we don't want to get complacent. Uh, We're not out of the danger zone. We never will be. Never. Until we get an effective virus. At the same time, you peasants, you idiot peasants, you conspiracy theorists, don't think of the uh, vaccine as any kind of miracle cure to get you out of lockdown either, because that's not true either. And then on top of it, the, the, the hacks in the media will have the fucking audacity to suggest that You're the problem. That you're an idiot, you're ignorant, you're confused, you're a conspiracy theorist for thinking that locking down economies, leading to people losing their jobs, losing their homes, losing their businesses, is a bad idea. When all you're doing is referring to what they say as the evidence for it being a bad idea, not good enough. You're supposed to shut up and not question a damn thing. Shut up and take your medicine you idiot peasants. It's a stealth virus now. We'll never be out of the woods. So what if we had days and days of zero cases? That just proves that we aren't testing enough people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, it gets better. Here's a story for you, ladies and gentlemen. Someone was asking about funerals the other day. How about
7: four? Medical professionals in South Australia are calling for urgent action this morning following shocking revelations about the deaths of four babies. The newborns were denied life-saving heart surgery because it wasn't available in Adelaide and they couldn't be transferred interstate because of travel restrictions.
1: Thank you, thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. So what, we're, we're, now, we're now killing newborn babies? We're now allowing newborn babies to die because we don't want them traveling across a border to protect people? Ben K. Veritas with the diamond Maybe they overlooked almost 100% of stealth cases (laughs) Exactly So we're now letting newborn babies die When the option to save them is readily available When the solution is right there No, no, no We can't let these newborns cross the border Because we need to protect people from the stealth virus Which has had zero cases over a number of days Literally, literally Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. And the, the, thing that, the thing that I like most about this, the thing that gets me most about this is I, I think of all, of all of the arguments I've had, all of the conversations I've had over the last nine months, and there's a word that keeps getting thrown in my face when I talk about why lockdowns are a bad idea. The word is empathy. People say say that I'm selfish and I have no empathy. The people who support these ridiculous, insane guidelines are the ones that will accuse me, who is against these guidelines for a whole bunch of reasons, of having no empathy. And they will allow newborn babies to die in order to prove that they're right. So in the name of empathy, consider what these parents are going through, knowing that their little baby died unnecessarily. Consider what these families are dealing with. In the name of empathy, put yourself in their shoes. And empathetically, whoever is responsible for this, whoever said, no, 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 Whoever said, no, 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 we can't let the babies through. That's the rule. Sorry about that. They're just going, I'm sorry, the babies are just going to have to die. Whoever ultimately signed off on that, whoever ultimately created that circumstance in the name of empathy, empathetically, I hope that karma comes back and empathetically, metaphorically, cuts your pathetic black little heart out. I genuinely hope that. In the name of empathy. I hope that you get to empathise with these people. I hope that you get to experience what they're going through right now. Empathetically. And karma returns upon you a a state of misery and self-loathing that nobody has experienced before, empathetically. Because after months and months and months and months of being told that I have no empathy and I'm selfish, I'm not the one that's giving the all clear for newborn babies to die when there's absolutely no reason for that to happen. That's you. So you can shove your moral one-upmanship You can shove your high ground fair up your self-entitled self-righteous ass with violence empathetically empathetically i hope you get everything that's coming to you with that ladies and gentlemen on that happy note we're going to take a quick five minute break you're listening to the wednesday night edition of the daily boogie when we return Campaign, election campaign, and some of the most bizarre election campaign material that I have ever seen in my 20 plus years of watching politics. Thank you for the diamond, Minister of Fun, Kimmy. We'll be back in five. Stick around, you're listening to the Daily Boogie Podcast.
8: the Iceman Sunday Night Center Standard Easter Time on Twitch, Twitter,
3: Periscope, and Facebook.
0: Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care put into every note will look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> bumper. idiot boogie bumper, idiot boogie He's <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> really giving that one a workout, go on. <laughs> DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner, and we love JJ here on the show.
0: world is a terrible place full of terrible people doing terrible things thankfully there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you join major tom saturdays at 10 p.m for the big empty that's major underscore tom on d live make sure to use zeros for o's because your life really is that hard patriots this is your favorite southerner doc martin just wanted to
3: remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near to wheel yankee bill d'angelo on saturday nights Beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m.
5: Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss.
3: That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil Angel speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, y censored affectionately known as Electrolux, the original Grandma, U.K. Neil, Rusty and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous drama series, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun, so be sure to join us
5: on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or
3: YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch lot on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you a problem for coins when you have a heavy bag?
0: <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy, member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy movies and old cartoons we hope to see you over there very soon it's our special little spot tucked away on the live. enjoy the joy of Pessy when we were kids and there wasn't any school we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons eating cereal till it was noon we never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool saturday night and cheesy movies the ones that used to show us boobies it's our special little spot tucked away on delight enjoy the joy of pessy enjoy the joy of pessy enjoy the joy of of pessy this justin the global officials that can help all, also known as got you have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. Sometimes right this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody boogie, bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie it. Come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie Come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight oh!
1: Who steals a diamond, Gypsy? She says lots of dick tucking on that stage. Again, I certainly hope so. It's the only reason I'm into it, bro. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. So much more to get through. Uh, just want to make a quick little plug for our dear friend, dear friend of the program. I, s- I sound like Chris Mack there. She dear friend of the program, program, uh, dear friend of the program. Why well, Sandra Kimmy on Thursday nights doing her uh, her Kimmy show? And uh, you know she's a great patriot. <laughs> shout out to Christopher Mac. I love Chris Mack. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, our dear friend Kimmy. She's a big friend. She's a big friend of the program. Uh, she's a patriot and she cares about America. She loves the president and she does her show, the Kimmy Show, on uh, like once a week at about 11 p.m. So tune in to the Kimmy Show. <laughs> Just want to give a shout out to Kimmy. Who is hosting this week, ladies and gentlemen? Joy of Pessy and Major Tom, the big empty. Uh, you know, they're, I guess, I guess they they're walking through the ghettos, the D-Live ghettos. They're coming out of their ivory tower. <laughs> and they're going to be joining Kimmy on her channel for a Halloween special, uh, watching some despicable, awful uh slasher flick from the 70s, which I have not I have no idea what it's about. I've no, I've never seen it. It's a lot of guys in bell bottoms, tight bell bottoms. You can see their package and girls getting killed in bikinis. It's probably right up your alley. I don't know. So she's going to be hosting Major Tom and the Joy of Pessy on her program, Sleepaway Camp. There you go. I, I, I can't remember when it is. You, you can tell everybody when you're doing that. I can't remember because I'm a bad friend. Um, <laughs> our good friend Kimmy, she's patriot. So uh, tune in for that. Follow Y Sense of Kimmy on D Live. Where were we? Okay. It's time It's time to get into the election, ladies and gentlemen. It's just around the corner. Are you excited? I know I am. It's not even my country. I'm excited because of all of the madness that's going to achieve. Either way, it's going to be madness. You realise that, right? Whoever wins, it's going to be crazy. Minister of Fun, Kimmy, with the diamond. You could have just typed it in. I would have said it. Minister of Fun, Kimmy, with the diamond. Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern. There you go. Halloween special, uh, Minister of Fun Kimmy with Joy of Bessie and Major Tom watching Sleepaway Camp on Minister of Fun Kimmy's channel. So either way, whichever way the election rolls, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be insane. And it, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm a little bit sad because it'll mean, you know, the end of a chapter, won't it? It'll mean the end of you know, a particular part of our lives, which, whichever way it goes. If Joe Biden me- wins, it means it'll be the end of Donald Trump and, you know, we'll, all will have his memories. Um, if Donald Trump wins, it'll mean the end of Joe Biden and all will have his memories. He won't have memories because he's senile. He won't remember what happened. They'll just say, Joe, you you, you went to the moon, uh, you had a gold record, and you're a world-famous jazz musician. And you'll say, yeah, that's, gr- that's great. I, you know, I remember that. I remember back in 1972, touring the world. I was playing down in uh, I was playing down in Louisiana, a little jazz bar down there. Uh, I was part of a acid jazz ensemble known as Joey B and the Corn Pops. Politics, I hate politics. I would never do that. Sure, Uncle Joe. Now come on, come and sit on Uncle Joe's lap. <laughs> so either way, we're going to lose uh, some memories along the way. But before, So we, we best make the most of it while we can Ladies and gentlemen, this story was sent through by Jim N-Word If you think that foreigners don't care about What happens in your country, guess again uh, Press F in the chat for this fucking Hero, Trump chat, uh, tragedy Donald Trump superfan who Worshipped a six foot statue of the President dies after Starving himself and praying For Trump to beat COVID Salute Salute to you sir salute that's fucking dedication because i see a lot i see a lot of people who like to call themselves religious like to call themselves christians saying pray for the president are you willing to die for him <laughs> are you willing are you willing to starve yourself to death for the president static void in the chat what an idiot come on static you're just not a patriot son you don't have what it takes a Donald Trump superfan has died after starving himself as he prayed for the US president to recover from coronavirus. Busa Krishna. Ali Krishna. Who had a six foot statue of Trump, which he worshipped as a god. <laughs> I, I remember covering this story when it first came out, like in 2016. I'm sure I covered this guy. I'm sure of it. It, I remember this statue. I remember the the video. I, I didn't know that it was going to end so tragically. <laughs> you, you can just imagine his wife, you know, Pussa, please eat something.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I shouldn't laugh. I know. I should not laugh, but god damn it, it's funny. <laughs> Busa, please, eat your goat curry, please! I will not eat a single bite until the president is well. Busa, please, you're scaring the children. (laughs) Busa, eat your rogan Josh, please! Come on, eat something! He died of a suspected heart attack in India on Sunday. The 35-year-old farmer was filmed crying when he learned that Trump had taken ill and became depressed. Krishna had reportedly been in good health before his death and had become known as Trump Krishna in his village. (laughs) Ragapathy, a local police officer, said Krishna had left the village two weeks ago to meet his parents in another part of the state. He said it is there that he passed away due to a cardiac arrest. His family posted an update on his Facebook page, which read: "Krishna had died, quote, due to tension for Donald Trump." Well, I guess there's one death that we can attribute to Donald Trump. Two hundred and twenty thousand plus change coronavirus deaths. I don't think Donald Trump's fault. This this one, on the other hand, though, yeah, close. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that a guy's dying of tension for Donald Trump, who's actually a supporter as opposed to all the people who wish to kill themselves because they hate the guy so much, which is also equally hilarious. Uh, Pictures also showed his grieving family by his bedside. He spent sleepless nights, starved and prayed for the US president's recovery for the past three, four days. He died of cardiac arrest Sunday around noon. Well, he's in a better place now. He was healthy and he had no prior medical complications. Trump overcame his coronavirus battle after after taking a cocktail of experimental drugs and since has returned to the campaign trail ahead of the election on November 3. There he is crying for the president who had coronavirus. Oh, Busa, please eat something. There he is uh, hugging the picture of Donald Trump. (laughs) I love this guy. He's a hero. Uh, Let's see him in action. Ah, oh, one of these ones with a volume hang on, hang on a minute got to get some volume up in this bitch is there volume here what the hell is going on here okay hang on The Church of Donald trump yes, sir. Cabaret Z in the chat Damn He starved that fat ass away (laughs) Traditional American ceremony (laughs) Welcome to India He worshipped him as a living god Uh, I'm no expert Is it just me Or are there a few stars Missing off that flag Hey, <laughs> let me count them. Let me: three, six, eight, fourteen, twenty-one. There's twenty-nine stars on that flag. <laughs> God bless. God bless the twenty-nine states of America. <laughs> God bless the 29 states of America, and Donald Trump is the God. Which 29 states are on <laughs> Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> it will be a cold day in hell before I recognize Hawaii. <laughs> That now that's not creepy at all. If you're listening to the podcast you can't see, we're looking at a wall at this guy's house where it appears he has written Trump repeatedly on the wall in blood. <laughs> I love the third world. We have so much to learn from other cultures. You know Americans if you worshiped Trump as a living god under the proud the proud stars and 29 stars and stripes maybe you would be a little better off Have you ever thought about that you bigot I want you to write Trump's name on the wall in blood salute the 29 states of the of the republic and worship Trump as a living god This is progress Congratulations. So F in the chat for Busa. Busa, the Trump Krishna, ladies and gentlemen. A uh, little bit of wonkiness here. I'm, I'm acutely aware that the only person that will be interested in this story is probably Winning TV, who is a campaign nerd like myself. This one I found funny, though, for a number of reasons. Trump's cash woes mount as Biden laps him. Oh, we're back to boasting about how much campaign money we have again. <laughs> it's at this time I would like to remind the audience that they have not learned a single goddamn thing since 2016, have they? Remember how much money Hillary Clinton had in 2016? What was it? Over a billion dollars that was spent on the campaign? Over a billion? She can't lose. <laughs> We're doing it again. They're doing the exact same thing again. The president started October with 63 million dollars to spend compared to Joe Biden's 177 million dollars. <laughs> and uh, the thing I love most about the Joe Biden campaign is it's got nothing to do with elitism. It's all about the uh, it's all about the normal person, it's all about the battlers, isn't it? It's all about the average person, he's the Scranton kid, right? The boy from Scranton. He hates big money in politics, Joe Biden. (laughs) This is the thing. They write these things boasting. They think that this is good for them. They think this is is working. They think this makes him look better. Joe Biden has three times as much money to spend in the campaign. That's because he's against big money and he hates billionaires. (laughs) Joe Biden's campaign outraised Trump's by an eye-catching $200 million in September and started October with $177 million in the bank. That's nearly a 3 to 1 edge over Trump's $63 million. Wow, he can't possibly lose it from here. We've never seen a candidate outspend Donald Trump before and lose, have we? Uh, 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 uh putting trump at a deficit without parallel in the modern era of campaign financing this has never happened before they they actually they have the audacity to tell you that this is unprecedented the ex- the exact same thing they told you in 2016 The last incumbent to face re-election, Barack Obama, had nearly $100 million left to spend at this point in 2012, while his challenger, Mitt Romney, had almost exactly the amount Trump has left this year. Altogether, including the campaign's national parties and affiliated uh, affiliated fundraising committees, Biden announced a cash edge of $432 million to Trump's $251 million earlier this month. But the campaign-to-campaign comparison is important and even more stark. Simply put, Biden has more money and fewer restrictions on how he can spend it at the most critical time of the election, uh, presidential election with tens of millions of people already voting, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. He can't possibly lose. He's got so much money. It's all over for Donald Trump, said the increasingly nervous man for the 5,000th time. Let's get to some campaign ads, some campaign materials. Now, this was very cute. Joe Biden tweeted this little ad out, (laughs) this little terrible. Hey, I know the link is safe. Thank you. Well, is it Iwillvote.com? This link is safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. Thank you for keeping me safe. (laughs) It's in the bag for Biden, Marcus Flembrone. Have a listen to this, Joe Biden. I, I thought that we were past like and this is on me. This is like this is something that I've gotten wrong. I will tell you when I get shit wrong, trust me. This is something that I've got real I've I've gotten so wrong. I genuinely thought in 2016 that we had reached a point where people would be no longer willing to go along with the empty, vapid, um, you know, superficial political language that we'd all been dealing with for the entirety of our lives, right? I thought that we were past that. I thought we got into a stage where collectively, regardless of which side you're on, people were sick to death of the uh empty platitudinal nonsense that politicians uh, politics had become synonymous with. You know what I mean? Uh, I was I was wrong. Because four years on, it's gotten far, 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 far worse. They've they've forget double down, they've tripled down on it. The empty language of saying things without actually saying things is far more pronounced now than it ever was before. Have a listen to this. Joe Biden tweeting this out, this video. Listen to this shit. Together, we can put an end to the last four years of darkness, division and chaos. We can unite, mend our wounds and begin to heal. What the hell does that mean? That is nothing nothing speak. That is empty platitudes. That is superficial nonsense. That means nothing. But they will just say it and they will repeat it like it matters. I've made this point before and it's worth making again. The politicians who talk about unity, right, Um, we need unity, we need to work together and stand together, yada, 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 yada. That only works when there's no need for it, right? Follow my point here. It's very easy to make these announcements about we need to put the division behind us, we need to come together and work together and stand together and put unity and tolerance at the top of the list of priorities, blah, 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 blah. That only works when... There isn't division. Because when there is division, you know, they say Donald Trump needs to say things like this. Like, I know I'm coming at it in a lot of different ways. Think of the absurdity of the modern journalist, where once upon a time it was a journalist's job to disseminate political speech, right? And break it down and like break through it, break through the rhetoric and get to the point behind the empty words. Now they just repeat the empty words, and more than that, they demand politicians use the empty words. So for the last four years, they've been saying, Donald Trump, you need to make more speeches about unity and tolerance and all it. You need to make more empty platitudinal speeches. They openly admit that it's empty and platitudinal and superficial, but they don't care. You just have to do it anyway. That's the modern journalist now. But those speeches of the lofty rhetoric and you know the high moralism the moral high ground and stuff that only works when there's no need for it because all of the speeches over the last 30 years that we're talking about unity and working together and peace and love and harmony and tolerance meant precisely fuck all when cities were being burned to the ground right You know, somebody throwing a Molotov cocktail at a police station is not going to stop because the Mayor of Portland says, we need to be united and not divided. You know how I know that? Because we watched it happen. We literally watched it happen. So while the politicians were making all of the big lofty speeches, we need to stand united against Trump's hate, love not hate, Trump's divisive, we can't be divisive, we need to be united. People like, yeah, that's great. I'm going to get myself a new fucking LCD TV. Thanks anyway. I'm going to get myself a pair of Nikes. Go fuck your mother. You know what I mean? It didn't make any difference. So it only works when there's no need for it. And I'd legitimately thought in 2016 that we had all come to a realisation. We'd all figured that out. But I was wrong. Because it continues uh, unashamedly to this day. Have a look at this.
6: I want to ask every single American... No matter what party you normally vote for, (laughs) to please take a moment to pause. Uh Click off the news. Think about how you felt over these last four years, how quickly things have turned.
1: Click off. I love this. Click off the news. By the way, this ad, uh, Joe Biden tweeted this ad out the day of the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. And there's more to come on that that story is developing really quickly and i'm just i'm just waiting i'm employing the 48 hour rule on the hunter biden story okay i'm just waiting for the first 48 hours where there's a whole bunch of accusations swirling around and a whole bunch of denouncements swirling around i'm just waiting for that to settle a little bit before i start attacking it but it's not it's not looking good for joe <laughs> at this stage but that's all i'll say I have yet to make a determination, but I will. You know, we will cover it at some point. Premier seventeen, nothing will be done. I tend to agree, based on all the available evidence we already have. <laughs> I tend to agree, um, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth covering. You know what I mean? So I am, I am taking a back seat on that one for now. But what a coincidence that this ad would come out the day of the New York Post Hunter Biden story. Michelle Obama telling everybody, hey, turn the news off. <laughs> Don't watch the news. <laughs> you know, there's really no reason to be watching the news right now. <laughs> you should You should only be watching Joe Biden's Twitter account. That's the only thing you should be watching. Forget about the news. You know... For the last four years, Donald Trump has been calling the news fake news. He's been attacking the press. He's been diminishing uh, our democracy by attacking the press, and it's not right. Oh, uh, breaking news! Hunter Biden's laptop has come out. Oh, you should turn the news off. You should absolutely stop watching the news. Don't, don't, don't worry about the news. Forget about the news. <laughs> How cute is that?
6: American. No matter what party you normally vote for. Uh huh. To please take a moment to pause, click off the news, think about how you felt over these last four years, how quickly things have turned, Uh and then think about what the next four years could mean for our country's future. Hopefully more of the same. The message we will send to our children about who we are and what we truly value. (sighs) Think about-
1: (laughs) Yes. Hugging your children through a plastic sheet. <laughs> Again, I, t- I told you. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. While you're listening to the words of Michelle Obama here, ringing, you know, throughout the generations, talking about lofty things like what think of the children. They are uh, they're showing footage of a mother hugging her child through a fucking plastic shower curtain. I told you it is bizarre. This is one of the strangest campaign commercials I have ever seen. And I can only surmise that it only makes sense to people who have no sense. If you follow me. Like the only conclusion I can come to is this is inspirational to you if uh you know if nothing inspires you, you'll find this inspirational, if that makes sense. It's ass backwards.
6: What would possibly compel you to accept this level of chaos?
1: Oh, you bitch. <laughs> they really are shameless, aren't they? What? What would compel you to accept this level of chaos? It's you that accepts this chaos. That's you. You accept the levels of chaos. You say that it's not chaotic. You say that it's fucking peaceful. Joe Biden said Antifa doesn't exist for fuck's sake. What compels you to accept this level of chaos? What? and the island of sanity just got a little bit smaller <laughs> exactly <laughs> Cabaret Z in the chat why would you take the dick we've been throwing <laughs> exactly they have it's it's and i i, I mean you have to have you have to have a head made out of solid fucking oak at this point to not realise that the people creating the chaos are now saying you need to vote for them to make the chaos stop. Like, it's it's so fucking obvious. It's insulting. It's insulting it's so obvious. Why would you accept this level of chaos? I don't! <laughs> People, we don't accept this level of chaos. That's why we don't like you. Because you're the one fucking pissing on everything. You're the one burning everything down. (laughs) The balls, exactly. What balls?
3: Unbelievable.
1: They, you know, there's a lot of memes out there that suggest that Michelle Obama has testicles. This, Those are all nothing in terms of evidence compared to this. This proves beyond a doubt that she does have testicles, at least metaphorically, because you've got to have balls so large you need to push them around in a fucking wheelbarrow to try this on. <laughs> Why would you accept this level of chaos? Stop letting us burn things to the ground and vote for us. Unbelievable. Think about what would possibly
6: I compel mean, it's, you.
1: It's disrespect. They really do treat you like a fucking idiot. This is aimed purely at the dumbest people in society.
6: To accept this level of chaos, violence, and confusion under this president.
1: You're to blame for our violence. That's the subtext here. It's your fault. The violence is your fault because you support this guy. Therefore, we had to burn your city down. So you need to vote for us in order to make us stop burning the city down. Why would you put up with people burning the city down? Why keep voting for him? Vote for us and it'll all go away. And, you know, I'm, I... am People often say to me, "You're not an American. You don't understand." I don't know. I, I I talk to a lot of Americans. I deal with a lot of Americans. I cover a lot of American stuff. The majority of my audience is American. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the Diamond. Vanda steals the Diamond. Gypsy says Michael has balls of steel. <laughs> so I I talk to a lot of Americans. I cover a lot of American stuff. I think I've got a decent handle on what people you know think. It's something like that, where you're saying vote for us if you want us to stop being violent, the, the Americans that I know, to them, that's a green light to do the exact opposite, right? The Americans I know are far more likely to say, oh, fuck this bitch, and vote for the other guy out of spite. Like, why should we give the people who are burning our cities down and threatening us, why should we give them what they want? to be very simple about it. (laughs) Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. This is a bizarre campaign commercial. And be willing to watch... And I mean, again, this is the side that talks about how the Republicans are always using fear. Donald Trump fear campaigns. Vote for us, otherwise your your country is going to burn to the ground unless you vote for us.
6: Watch our country continue Unreal. to spiral out of control. Spiraling out of control. As we can no longer pretend that we don't know exactly who and what this president stands for.
1: <laughs> and yes, if you're listening to the podcast, they did show a a two a, a two frames of Charlottesville yet again. You have dozens of people being killed in anti-police riots. You have cities being burned to the ground. And they show two seconds of Charlottesville. It really, again, the fucking audacity, the chutzpah of this.
6: Search your hearts. Search, look in your heart. (laughs)
1: Look in your heart. Shout out to Miller's Crossing. One of the most underrated gangster movies of all time, Miller's Crossing. And your conscience. Yes, I just shouted out a movie. Go to I... This guy doesn't... Most people write to movie stars. This guy writes to movies. Dear Die Hard, you rock.
6: Iwillvote.com to request your ballot and make your voting plan right now. And then vote for Joe Biden like your lives depend on it. ha
1: ha ha! <laughs> like your lives depend on it. You know what I love most about the Biden campaign? It's all about positivity. It's all about positivity and standing up to Donald Trump's fear campaign. You know what I mean? Chaos, confusion, violence. It's all, t- it's all falling apart. It's all turning to shit. Vote for Joe Biden. Otherwise, you're going to die. <laughs> Jim Edward, desperate thrashing intensifies. <laughs> it gets better. It gets so much better. So text text, believe. Oh, these one-word political slogans. God almighty. Kill me now. So, so let's go to former President Barack Obama has crawled out from under his rock. He's finally decided to put his hat in the ring. He's decided to get in the game. And he put this out yesterday. You are going to love this. You're going to absolutely, this is going to jangle your chain, ladies and gentlemen. Have a look at this from former President Barack Obama. Bearing in mind what we just watched, okay? Keep that fresh in your frontal lobe.
0: Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the
1: sub. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Wyman Frog. (laughs) Your name is a fucking abortion, mate. (laughs) Let's just call you Henry. Bearing in mind what you just watched, the violence, the chaos, why would you stand for it? Well, Barack Obama. So Michelle, it's a two-pronged approach. Michelle Obama comes out and says, hey, if you want the violence and chaos that we're causing to stop, vote for us. It's awful. You don't need to put up with this. It's terrible. The country's falling apart. Barack Obama takes the opposite approach and says it's actually good. Have a listen to this.
9: Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. One of the most inspiring things about this year has been to see so many young Americans fired up, organizing, marching and fighting for change.
1: Again, the balls on this guy. I'm sorry, Barack. Your wife was just here. Your wife was just here. And your wife was talking about how (laughs) the violence and chaos in the streets is awful and we need to stop it. Barack Obama then walks in and says, hey, let me tell you something. I want you to know that all the people out there in the streets, marching, organizing, and fighting for change, it's actually a beautiful thing. Wow. You are being... I I need to put this delicately so it doesn't seem like I'm coming across as arrogant or whatever. If you're a committed... Democrat and you're believing both like surely you can see how these two uh, points of view contradict one another right like you so one half of the Obama t- literally the wife comes out and says that we need to put a stop to what's happening in the street Barack Obama says the beautiful thing about this year is all the stuff that's happening in the street if you can't see how you're being mind fucked here I don't I don't know what we can do with you. I don't know how to help you. And you probably don't want help. You probably think that it's perfectly reasonable to hold simultaneously the view that the chaos in the streets needs to stop and it's a good thing. Like that's you. That's I'm sorry, that's not even an opinion at that point. That's mental illness. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Henry. Henry, abortion. (laughs) Right? That's mental illness. If you're sitting here now and you think that it's wonderful to see all the people marching in the streets and that you need to vote for Joe Biden to make the marching in the streets stop because it's chaotic and violent, you are mentally ill. Minister of Fun Kimmy with the diamond, only your Twitter feed is allowed to fuck my mind. <laughs> like, that's, that's psychosis there. Holding such a contradictory stance, one opposed to the other. And again, I don't know what we do with you. I don't know how we can help you. Let's carry on.
9: Your generation can be the one that creates a new normal in America.
1: There's that word again! The new normal, they are really pushing the new normal, aren't they? The new normal has gone beyond something that, you know, the health reporter on CNN will say. It's gone beyond what the health bureaucrats will say. It's gone beyond official health department policy. The new normal has now become literally campaign material. We want to create a new normal. And if you want more background on that, go back to our show on Monday night where we were talking about the new normal is so much more than just ordering Uber Eats an extra couple of times a week. The new normal, baked into the concept of the new normal, you have to go to the World Economic Forum and look at the Great Reset, which is part of the fourth industrial revolution. Ring the bell. It sounds get like, your cheese, man. It sounds like I'm just making words up, right? The Great Reset, the fourth industrial revolution. It's not. This is all part of what the new normal is going to be. And the testing and the masks and the distancing, that's only a very small part of it. What they are talking about is an economic reset. Thank you for the sub, Henry. Let's carry on. One that's fair, where
9: the system treats everybody equally and gives everybody opportunity. We can come out of this moment stronger than before. Voting doesn't accomplish that on its own. Oh but we can't accomplish that without voting. (laughs) I know there's plenty out there to make people feel cynical.
1: Really? Like, Like this campaign ad for one. Like this. This makes me cynical. You know why? Because your wife was just here saying that the chaos in the streets needs to stop and you're now here endorsing the chaos in the streets.
9: And plenty of people are going to seize on that to convince you that your vote doesn't matter. Ah. It's not new. It's one of the oldest voter suppression tactics there is. (laughs) What is new is a growing movement for justice, equality, and progress on so many issues.
1: Progress, equality, justice, yada, yada, yada. How about we do this? Let's try this on. Because Barack Obama is so inspired by what we see in the streets... Why don't we overlay? Why don't we do the real campaign commercial here?
7: Coronavirus death. Here
1: we go. Okay. Um, let's try this. Let's try this one. Let's see how we go here. Okay. This looks good. So we'll throw this one up. We'll mute this one. And then we'll overlay Barack Obama's stirring speech over the top of it. How about this? All right, let's go.
9: Hey everybody. One of the most inspiring things about this year has been to see so many young Americans fired up, organizing, marching, and fighting for change. Your generation can be the one that creates a new normal in America, one that's fair, where the system treats everybody equally and gives everybody opportunity. We can come out of this moment stronger than before. Voting doesn't accomplish that on its own. No, I want the violence. But we can't accomplish Show me that the violence. without voting. I know.
1: God, it's it's funny that it's it's getting increasingly difficult to actually find riot footage on YouTube. Who would have thought, huh? Who would have thought? Maybe this is better. Maybe we'll do this one. Yeah, how about this? Will work. All right, let's go. Now let's do it. All righty, go. Take it away, Barack Obama.
9: Hey, everybody. One of the most inspiring things about this year has been to see so many young Americans fired up. (laughs) Look at that. Look at the inspirational.
1: Look. (laughs) Look at the inspiring footage of people getting fired up. They're so fired up they're spontaneously combusting in their cars <laughs> they're so fired up that buildings are just burning down the de- b- d- burning down around them it's amazing they are so fired up about this
9: it's been so inspirational hey everybody one of the most inspiring things about
1: Scott Vogler with the diamond. Timing game on point. Sometimes, Scott, the universe just smiles on us here in the streaming community. <laughs> Sometimes things just work out the, men- the way that they're supposed to.
9: This year has been to see so many young Americans fired up, fire organizing, up. Oh, marching, and fighting up. for change. Your generation can be the one that creates a new normal in America. One that's fair. <laughs> where the system treats everybody equally
1: Look at this new and normal. Everybody looking forward to this.
9: We can come out of this moment stronger than before. Voting doesn't accomplish that on its own. But we can't accomplish that without voting. I know there's plenty out there to make people feel cynical. Mm. And plenty of people like are going to seize on that on fire convince you that your vote doesn't matter. It's not new. It's one of the oldest voter suppression tactics there is. What is new is a growing movement for justice, justice. equality and progress equality on so many Equality and issues.
1: justice, that's what it's all this about. This is
9: really a tipping point.
1: It's a tipping point. And that
9: momentum only continues if we win this election.
1: Oh, I hope it continues. In
9: times as polarised
1: as... I hope, the, I hope the momentum continues because look at this. The cop car with pig written on the side of it that's been set on fire by these uh, inspirational young people searching for truth and justice. <laughs> Which Michelle Obama says, is Donald Trump's fault, and it needs to stop. Whilst Barack Obama says it's a wonderful thing that we need to keep going, we need to we need to maintain this momentum. <laughs> it's, it's like I said, you're being mind fucked. Your mind is being treated like a cheap whore. Look at this. Maintain the momentum, huh? You should be so fucking lucky.
9: Only continues if we win this election. In times as polarized as these. I had a point. Equality and progress on so many issues. This is really a tipping point. Tipping point. And that momentum only continues if we win this election. Look
4: at me. I'm rambling again. Victor Von True. This reminded me of a certain South Park episode. Ring Ring the bell
1: and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Henry. Let's see what Victor sent us. It's always good.
7: Puff Daddy? Your friend Kyle told me you don't understand the importance of voting. <coughs> Apparently, you haven't heard
0: of my vote or die campaign. Vote or die? What the hell does that even mean?
1: <laughs> what do you think it means, bitch? <laughs> Very good. Very good reference. <laughs> Perfect, in
5: fact. Ah!
1: Dun dun. Vote or die, motherfucker,
3: motherfucker, vote or die
5: Write yeah. the vote or else I'm gonna stick a knife through your eye Democracy
3: is
9: founded on one simple rule
5: Get out there and vote or I will motherfucking kill you
9: Hey everybody yeah. I like it One of the most inspiring bitch, things bitch. about this Shake year has been to see vote, so bitch, many young bitch. Americans fired up, mouth, roof, organizing, marching, and ball fighting ball for change I said, Your generation can be the one I that creates a new kill, normal baby. in America one that's fair. Die, but the system motherfucker treats
3: motherfucker
9: everybody or or equal. And Go ahead and try. Let your opinion be heard. You, you gotta make a, a choice. Cause after, choice. after well, I slit your throat, before. you won't have a fucking vote. Voting or doesn't accomplish that on the phone. Rock the but we can't accomplish gonna that gonna with your, your eye. I know there's plenty on out there to make rule. people feel certain. Get out there and vote or I will motherfucking kill Plenty of people are going to seize on that to convince you that your vote doesn't matter. It's not new.
7: them titties when you vote, bitch. It's one of the oldest voter suppression tactics there is.
9: Now get your big what is new is a growing movement said, for justice, equality, bitch, and boy, progress on care, so many kids. issues. This is really a tipping vote point, and that momentum die, only continues if a we win this election. times earned, as polarized as these, your vote, vote your vote doesn't just vote, you matter,
7: have a voice. it
9: matters more than ever before. Vote die. to change the game on any of the issues we care about, Joe Biden needs your vote. Ah, Timing once again.
1: (laughs) On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we might leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and on Streamlabs. Thank you so much. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means... Head to patreon.com slash Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me to vote or die, motherfucker, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Irrational Times coming up next. Coffee Talk with Sandra. Winning TV live tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Why Sense and Kimmy hosting Joy of Pessy and Major Tom on Friday night. Uh, Everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, may be on later tonight, I'm not sure, or probably tomorrow. Who's to say? Who knows? I don't know what's going on. Uh, Don't forget JJ Stoner as well. Sunday night shit show. Iceman, double four, double three, Char Money, and anyone else I might have forgot. Until Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.